Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Training with the Go Jetters Academy, two podcasters on a global adventure. Uh, hello and welcome to CBB's Go Home, the podcast that feasts on the cold, dead heart of children's TV. I am Cami, and joining me, as always, it's my very own Uber Corn. It's James. Evening. Um, it's uh, it's Go Jetters week this week. Um, this one we we put a vote for what we should do next. Topsy and Tim came second. I feel like we need to cover that probably next time is the, the yeah. kitchen sink drama that, that is that is Topsy and Tim. Um, but if you've got any suggestions for what else we should cover, you can get us on Twitter at, at CBBSGoHome or we're on email CBBSGoHome at gmail.com. Um, we'll start, though, as we always do, James, your, your, your suggestion for a pitch for a CBBS programme this week. Well, I suppose similar to last week, this one, also has an educational bent, but um, in these troubled times, um, especially as we uh, seem to increasingly hate our European neighbours, why not bridge the gap with uh, the Esperantoids? So it's some <laughs> animated toads who uh, try and teach teach kids about Esperanto. Okay, to try and sort of spread the word that it, that it yeah. is, as a future language. Yeah, yeah, like, like number blocks, but Toads and Esperanto. Are they the same Toads from Rupert and the Frog song? They're probably looking for work. It's in the same way that uh, quite often you see the uh, same dwarves and everything, you know? Well, that's true, yeah. It's hard hard work to get work as a Toad these days. It is, uh, certainly since the demise of uh, Bucky O'Hare. The baddies and that were Toads, weren't they? They were Toads. They got a bad, get a bad rap. Towards, yeah. Never. Philip Larkin was going. I have a feeling that is it in Spanish or something that towards or something like crapples or something like that. <laughs> I do. This does ring a bell. I think I remember seeing in um, growing up. So we're, we're talking a good, a good oh, twenty odd years ago. Um, perhaps knockoff Spanish versions of Buggy O'Hare toys. In the shop in uh, the glorious Senate South Shields where I grew up, and I have a feeling that they would they would 
Bucky O'Hare and the Crabbles, I think. Bucky O'Hare and the Crabbles. Or something something like that. This is half remembered, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seems, seems about right. Tell your friends, it'll become true. A bit like uh, spreading rumours about Neil Buchanan. Eventually they become true as well. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Did. Yeah. Um, I've gone for um, Maddie's Do You Know, but it's it's an adult version of it. Right. So it's on after CBBS finishes, and it's just Maddie telling you how like stuff really works properly, rather than just the basic stuff she tells the kids. I wondered where you were going. I wondered what I know. you were referring to. I thought we were heading down particularly... Uh... Dark and scandalous. A very, route. a very difficult route. No, I, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't head down that route at all. Um, no, I was but more do, just. It's more. Do, do email us. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's probably a dark corner of the web called Dads and CBBS that nobody should ever go to. <laughs> it's the uh, same one from last week. Dads net. It's on the dark web. That dad's, I think dad's net is probably a bit farthest for justice, you know. I would imagine so, yeah. But it was more just like Maddie's do you know, but actually she properly tells you how stuff works rather than sort of frustratingly watching things with kids while she goes, This is how you make an ice cream. And then she kind of half tells you. And it's really frustrating because, yeah. like, actually, I want to know how you make an ice cream. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of like where the kids have gone to bed now. So actually, you no, know, this, is, this is how this stuff's made. Oh, he has an in-depth discussion on economics. Yeah, exactly. But with with Maddie, yeah, because no, she makes no, learning she makes learning fun. Yeah, a bit like uh, uh, I suppose it's Fleetwood Mac once sang about. Yeah, yeah, or Katie's Amazing Machines, but it's just Katie doing Top Gear because that would make Top Gear more bearable. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a low bar. No, yeah, it wouldn't take much, would it? I mean, some somehow they they thought, wow, can we make this more bearable? I know, let's put Freddie Flintoff in it. I think she's quite a she's quite a successful rally driver. In her own she way, is, honestly, she? big, big, uh, very big in the black household at the moment. Is Katie's amazing machines with mm. with, with both kids? It's tractors. Does... What's not to like? She's a whole episode on tractors. Mm. Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, I feel like I'm going to end that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to abort it midway through. Bought it midway through as you, uh, as as Katie, the thoughts of Katie and Maddie flutter through your mind, and you consider entering the dark web. Let's let's not go there. Um, if if you want to get in touch with us and pitch us your uh, clean and appropriate pitches for CBB's programs, uh, then do get in touch and let us know. Uh, this week we are covering Gorget as um, it's a. Uh, the official synopsis is that Gorgetters follows the adventures of four plucky international hero heroes, Zuli, Kayan, Lars and Foz, as they travel the globe with their friend and mentor, Uberkorn, a disco-dancing unicorn. Together, they save the world's most famous landmarks from the mischievous meddlings of their nemesis, Grandmaster Glitch. I mean, if you wrote that down as a synopsis, in a in sort of a, a GCSE English exam for creative writing, you're not going to score any marks at all. That sounds like something from someone's fever dream. I think uh, the whole the whole issue stems for me from the fact that you've essentially got a unicorn shaft. Yes, it's the one as 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 there are many unbelievable bits in all children's TV programs. It, 
it seems completely it doesn't fit in with the rest of the pro why is there a disco dancing unicorn in this in this show i could accept the you know the kind of like thunderbirds-esque international rescue efforts and there being somebody that keeps messing things up they've got to clean after but a fact spouting unicorn that also disco dances yeah it's it's never explained i mean i i, I want to are there other unicorns are they are, are they all in the disco or is it this is i mean we it's probably what again the theme tune gives a lot of clues to the backstory so it's probably worth exploring that Mm. I know I have written the, I, this isn't from memory although I earlier today I, I tried to write it down and I, I got mostly there before I had to double check it which is worrying because again that means that something else has been shoved out of my brain for this <laughs> so um, the song goes um, Zuli she's the pilot with the power with the speed fine she's she flies planes I'm happy with that yeah. it's a given this one seems that the next line a little bit harsh, I think, is Kayan so fantastic when gymnastics what you need. Which yeah. sounds a little bit like and we've talked previously on the podcast about the Molly and Mac you've got an idea. Yeah. Hope it's good. Yeah, Let's yeah. hear your idea. It's like, well Kayan's pretty useless in this you need yeah. gymnastics. And when do you need gymnastics unless it's a gymnastics competition? Yeah, there is a certain element of uh of the kind of Lego spaceman about him, about it, isn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> you need a Lego spaceship? <laughs> no. No, we yeah. don't, Kyle. Can I do some gymnastics here? No, there's no call for gymnastics in this adventure at all. What am I going to do, guys? Just just sit there and just stay out of the way. I mean, you can do some flips on the way here, but we're just going to walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, instantly, Kyan's pretty useless. Um Lars can make it and fix it super quickly with his hands. Mm. Mm. Does, does what it says. And Foz can crack the answer to Grandmaster Glitch's plans. Yeah. Um, the next line, though, I think this is this is the big question. I know. I think it was I heard it being discussed on the Richard Herring podcast a number of years ago. Is the next line that is very confusing because. Outside the word world is turning, guided by Ubercorn, four heroes always learning, there's so much to explore. So there's a phrasing issue there. Now, is the world turning because Ubercorn is guiding it, which would indicate he's some sort of omnipotent god? Well, he does demonstrate some of those things, and certainly the way in which he calls down the uh, special powers suggests to me that he is just toying with the Gorgias. So this is some... So he's... What he's like the the watcher from Marvel Comics. He's unable to interfere directly because he never gets involved in the adventures. He kind of just guides them. Gives yeah. Them a nudge now and again. Lazy unicorn. Right. Well, he disco. I don't even call him lazy. He's a. He does dance. He doesn't do anything useful. No. Maybe that's maybe he just bonded with the uh, the old gymnastics of uh, Kyan. What's will... your skill? Yeah. What well. I'm a unicorn and I disco dance. Is is that his skin though? This is what else? Well, is he wearing a disco <laughs> suit or is it? Is he wearing a medal or some sort of medallion? And he's naked. I couldn't work that out. Um, we don't see uh, we don't see any of the junk, do we? Of, uh... No, we don't. There's nothing. There's nothing. Um... There's nothing no, there. There's nothing on show, but that doesn't I mean if, if he's a, if he's an omnipotent god, maybe he doesn't need anything. 
Yeah, I mean, no, no kid needs to see unicorn balls. No, no, uh, unless you Google uh, Gorgetta's fan art, if anybody's <laughs> interested. Um, there is, there is. I will say, oh no, he's got a zipper. I beg your pardon, he has. I'm looking at a picture of him now. It is a suit, which seems unnecessary for a unicorn that you would need to, but he, he does have a, he's in a jumpsuit with goggles. And his horn looks like an ice cream cone. It's uh, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. The thing is, though, if he's wearing a jumpsuit, given he's wearing that colour jumpsuit, that would be like you or I wearing a skin colour jumpsuit, and nobody needs to see that. No, no, there is a. Um, the, the, I, I found some Gorget is is a bit. It's a bit like Teletubbies. There's a lot of fan fiction, a lot of fan art of the yeah. Gorgetters, some quite disturbing. Um, there was fan fiction where it was. Suppose that the Ubercorn and Grandmaster Glitch were in some sort of um, relationship and that they sneak out to see each other. I thought it was going to be worth reading out, but it turns out that Ubercorn just visits him at his cave and they watch Tally together and fall asleep. That was the story. Oh, that, I mean, that's quite that's quite sweet, really. It's, it, it was badly written, but yeah, it was quite sweet. Um, <laughs> the... Um, so that that's that's the lyrics, and then we get into the. Uh, so then you've got Grandmaster Glitch, who's the. He's not really a baddie, is he? As such, he's just. Is he misunderstood? Not, they kind of seem to. They seem to chat to him uh, an awful lot for somebody who's the baddie. He's more like a, an irritant. Yeah, I mean, somebody. I'm trying to find where I made the note of this. Someone um, asked us this question on Google's poll. I think said is. Right, who's funding the Gorgetters? I mean, that's that's the fundamental question. I mean, if, if I mean, I suppose if we're supposing that Ubercon is an omnipotent god figure in this, then he just he's just creating it. Well, that was something that was never explored in the Thunderbirds, was it? Like, where's this cash come from? You've got it, a space station. I thought it was Lady Penelope. Well, she she could fund a space station, a permanent space station. Mm. She was that independently wealthy. No, because she was old money, wasn't she? And we yeah. all know that you know you 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 know all, all these people are sort of land rich, cash poor, aren't they? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm. I think there there must be some kind of tax fiddle, unless you know they're also like using that space station to you know beam down BT Sport or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, what we're just saying, Ubercon's created it all. I just, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a big hole in the plot. Um, yeah, I mean, because there, there is the Get, Gorgetters Academy that they go to, where there are other clearly other Gorgetters, and I'm not clear whether every team has its own Ubercon, or whether no. Ubercon is able to be everywhere at once. Or, I mean, if he's the only one left, I mean that that's a new level of tragedy. Really. Well, there is, is if he's the only Ubercon left in the whole galaxy. Yeah. And he's doing his best just to sort of fit in with this race. Mm. I, I have to say, in the, in the new series, they they've given them hair. They've taken they took the hoods off, which was a big surprise to everybody. There's a lot of excitement on Twitter at the fact we got to see the Gorgetta's hair. It's made it much more easier to work out who's who because beforehand I re- I, I didn't really care which Gorgetta was which. Yeah, they did kind of look rather uh, almost sperm like you know yeah which is weird i mean it's i it wasn't even clear whether or not they were human i think until they took the things off or whether they were just 
in those costumes. They were part of the costumes were part of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one that we the episode, we've watched an episode of this to to go through. Um, now normally on Gorgetters, they go around the world and they see the wonders of the world. They go to fantastic, beautiful cities, amazing landmarks, jungles. Mm. In this episode, they went to London to see the Fatberg. Yes. Is this, do you think, a writer trying to, a, a very right-wing writer getting hold of this and thinking, how can I comment on Sadiq Khan's Lunderstan? I know I'll write about the fat, Fatberg. You see, I, I took it as being basically, uh, g- given the content we keep coming back to throughout the episode, I think this one has been sponsored by um, maybe like Big Cotton Wool because it's the so... <laughs> They're massively anti wet wipes in it. Anti wet wipe, yeah. So it's, it's it's like a hit job essentially. Yeah, because essentially there's a character in it who's not be from what I can tell. I've not watched. I've watched. I've watched enough Gorgetters so that I I've seen enough. I haven't watched them all, so I don't know if this is canon. But the the um there is a character in it who just is continually furious about wet wipes, and just keeps going wet wipes. Yeah. It seems like such a. I mean, obviously, you know, you shouldn't fl- be flushing them away, but it, it seems like such a kind of such an obscure hill to die on. It is. I mean, to be fair, my kid, my eldest has since watching the episode has reminded me every day not to flush wet wipes, which is something I've never done, but now feels the need mm. to remind me because of that episode. Yeah. So we open with Grandmaster Glitch um, cleaning London, which he says is going to take a long time. But it'll be quicker with wet wipes. His little grim bots yeah. uh, tell him who are his only friends. It's a bit like it's sort of he's created his own friends, but they also yeah. kind of undermine a bit like um, Plankton and SpongeBob with Karen his computer wife. Yeah, I'm quite sinister about that. Is it's called Look After London Day, which sounds suspiciously kind of a big society. Yes, you know. Um, it's you know a suspiciously Tory endeavour. What was that thing where it was you know pick up litter for the Queen a few years ago and there was that oh, famous Michael Gove, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was, it was Gove, and it was like pick clean up for the Queen, and it was yes. on the Jubilee. Yeah, it's just a dreadful, dreadfully Tory endeavour. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, what I would like to say is that we were an inclusive uh, podcast, and if you are a Tory, listen to this. You can still fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we've—I think we got the balance when we uh, we, we we were uh, last episode where we had to go, baby Jake's dad, for being extreme left-wing Brexit. Yeah, I mean the, the Lexit loss. I mean, don't get yeah. me started. On, on it it, ba- it balances out. You know, our, our hatred of everybody balances out through these podcasts, hopefully. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, through that, we do find that that. Um, Grandmaster Glitch has played his part in the rise of nationalism in this country uh, because mm. it was him that broke Big Ben's bell. <laughs> so now well, it cannot bell. now it cannot chime out for Brexit the for Brexit as as all the uh, as Mark Francis wants it to. Yeah, I, I think um, b- breaking Big Ben's bell was something that again <laughs> from the dark web, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think is that is Vanessa Feltz not had a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what an image. Was that not? Was was that not? Is she married to Big Ben from Fat? Was it Fats and Small? She's married to. Oh, potentially. Yeah. Uh, yes, that does ring a bell. Big Ben was Big speak. Ben in Fats and Small, or am I confusing Big Ben with somebody else? 
Are you thinking of? Oh no! In fat and small, it was there was fat small, and then uncredited was gentle Ben. Oh, of course, the, yeah. They had the, they had the bear, the, in the, the back famous, end. famous bear, bear, uh, bear rapper. Um, um, I'm going well, to have to Google. Say, I will say in all of this that Grandmaster Glitch is a fine name for a rapper. It is, and yeah, what, what, nobody's come up with it. There is a rapper called Baby Jake. I meant to say during the Baby Jake episode, yeah. He has a song called Cigarettes and Patios, which is as bad as it sounds. Yes. So, uh, what's under the patio? It it kind of starts off with, I mean, it's terrible. It it starts off kind of in a kind of streets kind of way of I'm I'm smoking cigarettes on patios. And I thought, I I don't like it, but this makes sense in kind of a comment of I'm smoking in the back garden with my friends. But then he just starts talking about throwing money in the air. And I just thought, that's not that's not something you would do on a patio. Depends on the money, isn't it? Because I'm, I, I just have a, a, an image, sadly, uh, possibly says more about bringing that rather than the rather bling image he he's kind of suggesting. That's just him going, you know, he's got like 10 pence in copper. Yeah. He's just... Just chucking that up in the chucking air. Chucking it up in the air and just sort of landing and sort of embedding itself in people's heads. Yeah, yeah, taking someone's eye out with a 2P. Um, or as um, somebody once did, um, I think on my, my brother used to be uh, a Berwick Rangers casual back in the day and they would sometimes come back via Edinburgh and uh, they once reported going into a strip club in Edinburgh and seeing uh, an old man with a handful of £1 notes in a strip club. That is the most Scottish image. <laughs> I was once I was once in a bar in um, the the big market in uh, the infamous big market in Newcastle. Was that the where, bar where Miss Ophelia Balls plays? No, it wasn't. No, this was very much the uh, the heterosexual end of uh, Newcastle. <laughs> to, to, to meet a friend in this uh, bar called the Vault and was terrible, and uh, at half time. Uh, during a Newcastle game, which was on the telly, the uh, a, a stripper came on. Oh looked, yes, I've been in bar that bar. Uh, inc- incredibly disinterested, uh, disinterested in her occupation, and proceeded for most of uh, her very quick striptease. It was very much a perfunctory top off. Now I'm going to do air guitar to live on a prayer. <laughs> Classic. Oh, absolutely. I mean. In no way fill me with uh, existential dread. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said. I mean, for all the you know the good that Me Too has done, um, sort of disinterested strippers filling drunk men with existential dread is much overlooked as as, as one of the uh, benefits of having strippers in pubs. Yeah, given given that it, fleeting moment of I love my wife, I need to text or phone her. This was this was this was many years ago uh, when I was uh, very much the freewheel and Bob Dylan, you know. But, um... <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, still pretty, pretty scarred by that, and still can't uh, look at Richie Sambora in the same way. Um, speaking of Richie Sambora, uh, back to Ubercorn <laughs> and and the Gorgetta. So that there's a Fatberg uh, Grandmaster glitch. Decides he's going to clean it with, um, with clean London with baby wipes. Yeah, I mean that that is a, a, a poor idea by anyone's. Uh... Cut to Zuli and Lars. And now Lars, yeah. I don't know whether it's on a date. There is there is numerous fan fiction about the Gorgettas having uh, relationships. Not sexual. There's not much sexual um, fan fiction. It's all very wholesome, but badly written nonetheless. Um, he's they're, taking... they're ambiguously aged, I think. Yes, they are. I'll, I'll I'll come on to a worrying comment I had I found I uncovered later on. But yeah, they are. It's not clear. Are they? They are trainers with the Gorgetta Academy. But what's that? Early twenties. You know, is it a, a YTS scheme? I think are they working towards the GMVQ in go-jetting? Yeah, I, I, th- I think essentially, yeah, they, 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 at the very least, uh, you know, got a some kind of uh, gymnastic certificate out of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got these. There's, there's, you know, which wh- wh- who's it? Kyan, Kyan with his with his kitty cat four badge. Yeah, yeah. So on yeah. his uniform. Um, now they've arrived in, I think, probably one of the most unimaginably uh, named vehicles in children's TV history, the Vroomster. Yeah. You know, it's is not that... even trying. Yeah. It's a bit Essex man, isn't it? Yeah. I used to be like earlier when I was looking up Grandpa in my pocket when we were doing the Baby Jake episode that the main character in that is called Jason Mason. Jason Mason? Jason. <laughs> I, I quite like Jason Mason, actually. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strong, but it's also somewhere... I'm I'm going to call the main character Jason. Oh, he needs a surname because we need a surname for Grandpa Mason. Jason Mason. Yeah, it, it is a bit kind of a, if I were yes to look around the room. What's your name, Jason Chay? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Lars has taken Zuli on a tour of the sewers for a date, and Zuli yeah. quite understandably is not keen to go down the sewers. There's not she's not offered any kind of hazmat suit or protective clothing whatsoever. She's just expected to get in the sewers and start wading through shit, literally. Well, well, Lars seems to be quite excited by the whole endeavour, which suggests to me that maybe he's a coprophile. Yes, well, that I thought that too. He he's more excited to go down a sewer than, and also I kind of feel that like because the person they're going down the sewer with, apart from their hatred of uh, wet wipes, does love a sewer. Mm. And you wonder whether or not Lars is luring Zuli down there for some sort of 
weird fetishistic threesome. Oh, it's, I mean, that's sewer loving is a is a dark a, a dark jet to go on. Yeah, but that's I, you know that's not to say that isn't that wasn't Lars' intention until Grandmaster Glitch foiled his plans. No, well. So they go down to the sewer to see the Fatberg, which is mm. wet wipes. Is that person? Which is, which is uh, what uh, Russ Abbott used to refer to Bellarenberg as. <laughs> One, one, one for the kids there. <laughs> um, and they seem to be dealing with the fat, but they're mourning about how the fat is getting bigger, but the way they're dealing with it is to take it apart one wet wipe at a time, from what I can tell. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I think it's a bit of a scam, isn't it? A bit, they're clearly being paid by the hour. Yeah, it's some sort of government contract that someone's been awarded and they've managed to persuade the government or Sadiq Khan's... Uh, London authority to pay them by the hour to remove the Fatberg one wet wipe at a time but then Grandmaster Glitch shows up and whilst cleaning London is disposing of the wet wipes down various toilets from what Ubercorn can tell mm. and so the Fatberg's getting bigger yeah and so Lars gets up, well Zuli has to fly around saving people from because poo starts flying out of drain it's a very weird episode it's yeah for what it's normally about, which is people ruining landmarks, this is essentially about feces and sewage. And a mm. major—I mean, it's pretty much it's a inv- uh-huh. major environmental disaster unfolds in London as as raw sewage pours onto the streets. I just think it's kind of—I uh, I do think that, as I said, it's either big cotton wool or there's a very dark kink at the heart of it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That this is something that someone but... would like to happen and. Especially because Zuli Zuli gets it on her. Yeah. I, <sighs> Was that Lars's intention all all the time? Oh, you got some on you. Let me clean it oh, off. I love that. Love your jet. Yeah. Oh, there's some on the Vroomster. She's quite proud. She doesn't get any on the Vroomster until the very end when a Grimbot drips on it. You'd have thought though that certainly if she's the pilot, then it's not going to be her job to clean that. You know. I mean, we're in a universe whereby a unicorn has mysteriously got to a position of authority. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a part of it. Maybe that's what, where Kayan's gymnastics come in handy. When he's not doing the gymnastics, they just make him clean up all the shit. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the the start of every day. So, is there any opportunity for gymnastics? No. Well, you're doing nothing today then. Tell you what you can do. Yeah. Here's the bucket. Here's a mop. Yeah. On you go, son. Come on, here's your ribbons, do some gymnastics. <laughs> um, so they clean up, then, then, and this is the weird thing, because again, Paul on Twitter was saying, why don't they hand Grandmaster Glitch over to the authorities? But he never does anything, he kind of just blunders into things. He's never, there's any kind of deliberateness about it. And he comes up with the idea of turning it into renewable energy. Which is far-sighted. Is it even a thing? I haven't checked this, I meant to check earlier today. Can you turn... A fatberg into renewable energy. I would suggest no. Fatberg into renewable energy. Renewable energy. This is good. This is good. This is good audio now. Me googling yeah. something. Um, yeah, yeah, no, you can do it. A monster Whitechapel fatberg was given a new lease of life as biofuel. Thames Water confirmed. It's the. It was known as the Whitechapel uh, fatberg. Mm. So there you go. That's back in 2017. 
So yeah, Grandmaster Glitch was onto something. Who knew? So that's what keeps him out. That's what keeps him out of prison. As he does occasionally have good ideas. Idiot savant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very weird. Con- it it just doesn't really hang together. There's no. As a program, Gorget, it's, it's there's no. Everybody's powers are pretty crap. It's hard to differentiate between them. They've got these click-ons where they sort of get tools added to them, but it's not kind of bionic. They just get a drill. It reminded me of uh, the 80s cartoon, The Centurions, which yes. is possibly too obscure a reference for... Uh, I had the green definitely... one. I think I eventually had all three of them. Yeah, I think my brother, the blue the blue one flew and the green one went underwater. Mm. I'm assuming there was a red one as well, but I don't know what he did. No. They, but they were the same thing, wasn't it? That they kind of, they had these suits and they attached vehicles to the suits or the suits became vehicles. Yeah, yeah they, they, you just click things onto them. Of memory of the toys, certainly. Centurions. I think it was. I think. Um, I think that was a Stan Lee came up with that. There you go. It was. Is this the same one we're talking about? In the near future, a cyborg mad scientist, Doctor, seeks to conquer the Earth. No. No, I don't. Well, a robot shark in it. A robot panther. And a land-based robot and a flying robot. Mm, doesn't seem like the thing I'm thinking. Oh, here's the original team. This is no, it is because there was Max Ray, who was a brilliant sea operations commander. Mm. Um, there was Jake Rockwell, a rugged land operations specialist. He was yellow, mm. and then Ace McLeod, which is a great name. Yeah. Uh, who was blue, and he he was a brave cocky womanizer. Who's sometimes odd with <laughs> Jake? <laughs> yeah, that seems uh, that seems that seems very advanced for a. Um, it's, it's too much colour for a young audience, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've remembered that well. It wasn't um, Stanley that invented it, though. Stanley did invent something, some eighties cartoon. I can't remember what it was now. Oh no, it is. Yeah, no. Uh, Jack Kirby contributed to the design and concepts on the yeah. show. There you go. I knew there was something to do with Jack Kirby or Stanley there. Jack Kirby was involved in that. That's in tunes. Go look it up on YouTube, kids. When that's when TV shows were good. Kids TV shows were good. Mm-hmm. One long extended toy advert rather than a poorly, yeah, yeah. a poorly thought through one like the Gorgetters. Um, are you ready for the Gorgetters quiz, James? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm this forward. is this is. There was a lot with this. Um, I was quite excited about this quiz. So which classic late 80s early 90s tv show did john hasler voice of foz star in oh late 80s late 80s early 90s hmm. can you give me a clue to, as to the genre it was live action was he in was he in the a team he was not in the a team it's um it's a british TV show and it was on ITV. Mind it? No. Teabag. Teabag? Do you remember Teabag? He played T-shirt in Teabag. I don't remember Teabag. Do you remember Teabag? 
You must remember Teabag. Teabag was about um, some sisters who obtained magical powers by drinking tea made from the high tea plant. They were incapable of brewing it properly and they required an assistant T-shirt to do it for them. I don't don't remember remember the Teabag? No, I see. He was... T- too classy for ITV. Oh, well, there you go. T-shirt was part, presented as T-Bag's constant companion, part harassed surrogate son, part, part household servant. Mm. Each episode um, had a similar format. T-Bag would attempt to increase her power and there would be only one thing that could stop her. The components that made the item work would be scattered across time and space and the, uh, the the girl had to travel with tea bag. A girl would have to travel with tea bag and t shirt to try and get them. Ooh. So yeah, I can't I can't believe you don't know tea. Remember tea bag? No, we were BBC only, was it? Pretty much classy, yeah. classy folk. Yeah. Um, the voice of this is uh, true or false. Voice of Lars Aki Kotabi provided voices for the video game. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry. False. True. Um, He also had starring roles in Pornography, a thriller. Oh. That's about a gay uh, porn actor who gets murdered. Uh, And he also uh, had a starring role in Midgets vs. Mascots, which was Gary Coleman's last ever film. Have you seen it? I have not, no. I watched the trailer for it for the purposes of research. It's midgets. It it was came out around the same time as when um, Jackass was popular, and so it's mm. midgets and mas- mascots taking on ever increasing dangerous stunts, stapling the balls to the wall. I I don't think it's anything that that much. I think it's just the novelty of seeing a midget and then a mascot attempting some sort of task. It's it a strong a, I suspect it had a lower budget than Baby Jake. I think I think there's some third world countries have a lower have a lower budget. <laughs> Maybe that's very true. Um, Tommy Earl Jenkins, who provides the voice of Ubercorn, appeared in an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart. False. No, that's true. He no. played Eddie in American GI. Of course, good night in Goodnight Sweetheart. Um, and last question: uh, Zuli, the actress who played Zuli, has been in Taggart. True or false? That is false. That is false, yeah. Sadly, sadly <laughs> nobody's been in Taggart this week. I think that's only Molly and Mac, but I'm going to ask a question every week. It might be true, you never know. Um, there is some disturbing fan art out there for the Gorgetters. Um I wouldn't recommend Googling it at work, but if it's something... That, <laughs> if you want to see the Gorgetters snuggling up to Ubercorn rendered in pastel, then, you know, just Google Gorgetters fan art. Is that horn being put to good use? Uh, it's being stroked. Stroking the horn. Stroking the horn. Uh, just make sure that you uh, know how to clear your internet search history beforehand, or before you get awkward questions from your other half. Um, the Gojet is fan fiction. It's fairly tame. Like I said, they're, they're kind of... Um, it's just about them being in love, and unrequited love between them. It's weird that people would even want to do that. I just, I, yes, I, I've just, I've just shrugged in a way which isn't working in an audio medium. Just, <laughs> no, that but... is, that is, that is very much, uh, yeah. But who's putting, who's putting together fan fiction like that? At least get them some good 
for hard sexual action. Well, exactly. You know, you know, whilst making it clear that they're old enough, we should stress. We don't want another yes, Teletubbies. Everyone's been old enough in any in all of these discussions. Yes. Like to that clear. Um, the comments section, however, on the um, fanfiction.net story, a gorget as kind of Christmas, uh, has all sorts of goal. Effectively, it's just the gorget as having Christmas. But people are quite seem to be quite into the fan fiction. Uh, Cadet Harmony comments, giggles, Foz sure does have a sweet tooth, doesn't he? Because he liked eating chocolate in the story. People spend time doing this. Um, then she also said, the same comment I said, if you're reading this, and this is to the author of the fan fiction, I would love to see a fan fiction where Zuli gets her periods and is scared that the other known characters, Kyan, Lars, Foz, Ubercon, Glitch, and even his super cute Grimbots, will make fun of her, which the heroes don't, thankfully. What? <laughs> I, 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 right. I mean, the, the, there's, that, that does tend to make a pretty young, I think yeah. a presumably older, and you fear you're going to be mocked by a tiny robot the menstrual cycle. R two D two never did that. Why would other small robots? No, exactly. I, if if anything, I you would imagine that R two D two would be of of help in that situation, especially if you were uh, unprepared. He famously, famously, famously. Well, he was he was he was essentially a what a, a proto no. C three PO was the protocol droid to Princess Leia. R two D two was on hand, kind of like a, ha- a robot handmaiden. Yeah, you'd have much. the programming to deal with it. You certainly wouldn't judge. You wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Unless C three P, unless he was judgy, we don't know because C P three P was the only one who would translate. So whether he's going <laughs> and Princess Leia saying what's he saying and C P three P just translate as he says, uh, "Lovely day, isn't it?" But actually, R two D two spouting off horrendous sexist remarks. Yeah. We and don't C3- know, do we? C-3PO is such a bitch as well, so... That's it. I mean, R2-D2 could be spouting all sorts of racist nonsense throughout those the entire Star Wars films, and we would never know because it's 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 said through the medium of... It's filtered by C-3PO in this all. Yeah, C-3PO is very much the uh, proto version of Isaac from Baby Jake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Everyone think... Uh, the other comments are that, that, that Zuli's a lesbian... I think yeah. uh, I know. I, I think you know. Be it if if you dating men who are dragging you down London sewers to see fatbergs, then that there are worse choices you could make in life than to, to you know change lifestyles. Yeah, I tend to think that all the gorgetters are just uh, being uh, satisfied by the horn. <laughs> I thought you were going to say satisfied by the good job they're doing saving the world, James. Yes, that that. that. That's also what I read. Yeah, feeling fulfilled by saving the world time and time again. Yeah, not being uh, independently abused by an erotic uh, unicorn. Omnipotent unicorn. It's yep. like the rhyme in, I imagine that if Ubicon wanted to, he could make them feel however he wanted them to feel without with, without even touching them. That's all, that's all any of us want. Exactly. To be sort of mentally made love to by a magical disco dancing unicorn yeah yeah who could ask for more um a logical place to end it does yeah on that note i was going to say um that is it for this week um 
We will hopefully be back in two weeks. Now, this depends um, from my end on how well Scotland do in the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> so we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> um, there's another podcast that I do um, on Scottish rugby. If Scotland do well in the Rugby World Cup, it'll be time dependent. Um, if they do badly, then, as I say, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, but we'll for, the, for the we'll moment... We'll be bagging out episodes and all kinds of... Yeah, just so I don't have to talk about rugby anymore. Um, but for the moment... If you, get, if, you get, if you get knocked out nice and early, um, we we can record one whereby... I mean, I'm just not going to be paying attention to it. So we can do like a therapy session. We could do, yeah. Maybe we could try and, I don't know, maybe we should revisit some classic cartoons so I can regress. Yeah, I can just sympathise as a, as a Sunderland football fan about what, what how failure really feels. <laughs> yeah, it's the hope that kills you. We've all been through it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Anyway, we will be back in two weeks, hopefully, with another podcast. Get in touch with us if you've got any suggestions of what you'd like us to cover, uh, and we'll do our best to do it, preferably something on CBBS or that we can watch uh, fairly easily. But for now, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from James. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.